This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference on Monday is a chance for the company to tease out some of the software upgrades coming to its next generation of hardware, from the iPhone 14 to the next iPad Pro. So what does that mean for you? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me to offer us a preview of WWDC is our Apple expert, Ian Schur. Welcome, Ian. How are you doing? So what what are the big things you're expecting from this developer conference? You know, it's been interesting watching the last couple of years of Apple's developer conferences. Typically, these are pretty nerdy affairs, right? There's a lot of software talk, you know, maybe we'll hear a little bit about APIs and we'll hear about, you know, various chips and, you know, all of these types of things. But what's interesting about Apple, of course, is that they don't just make it a nerdy thing where a bunch of people are coding on stage. They actually turn it into a consumer event as much as they can. And so what we typically get this time of year now is uh, major announcements for the forthcoming software updates for the iPhone, the iPad, the Apple Watch, and the Mac. And over the last few years, we've seen a lot of push into making this software kind of work a lot better with other devices, making it you know kind of refined in a lot of ways, and really Apple trying to stand out from the pack a little bit by by making that iOS software really sing, right? Because um, for a long time they've been up against. Android and everything else, and they've been trying to throw in a bunch of features, and they've dealt with bugs and all of that, and now they've really been trying to kind of make it smooth and easy to use as possible. And what what are some of the the key features we expect? Take us through the uh, the rumor mill. Yeah, so the rumor mill this year is actually uh, kind of stayed, I would say, is probably a best term compared to previous years. Right, it's not going to be uh, you know tectonic shifts, uh, like when they dumped iTunes a few years ago, right? That was a big, big, big deal. Um, This is going to be more in terms of usability, right? So uh, one of the examples is that there are rumors out there that the iPhone 14, right, the the one coming out this fall, uh, will have an always-on display capability, right? Very much like the Apple Watches today. So it'll actually be able to show a limited amount of information on the screen uh, at a lower uh, brightness level all the time which is pretty cool. So in order to make that happen, of course, Apple has to build special software that will control that special screen ability. And the rumors are that we'll see some of that code show up in the next few weeks. So that'll be interesting in and of itself. But also, apparently, Apple's going to take this moment to kind of change the lock screen, right? So when they first launched the iPhone, obviously, there was the slide to unlock, and that was uh, the thing for years and years and years. And then they got to the current lock screen they have now, 
now where you have the uh, flashlight on one side, you have the camera on the other, and then you swipe up to get to info. And there's now apparently a rumor they're going to add widgets in there, which if you have been following along, you know, Apple finally started offering widgets uh, on their home screens and stuff, something Android's had for a very long time. But Apple did it in a way, of course, that is Apple-y, right? It has a lot better battery life and stuff like that. And so now it should come to the home screen. So it's going to be very interesting to watch how Apple kind of uh, tries to figure this out. Yeah, that always on screen, just to to be clear to our listeners, that's also another feature that uh, many, many Android phones, I think Samsung was probably the first, if not LG, uh, that had th- this kind of feature on their phones, similar to to the watches. That so, uh, I'll be I'll be curious to see how Apple pitches this. Whether or not this is a first, it's the first time for an Apple phone, or or how they kind of present this. Uh, oh, it's going to change the world, obviously. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Well, I, I will I, I will give Apple a little bit of credit here, right? Which is that this they are very commonly not the first to a new technology, right? Yes, they, absolutely. They are, they're not the first to have 5G. They were not the first to even do uh, some of the other stuff in there, right? Video cameras and all that. But the, the truth is that when they do it, oftentimes it's more refined or they have better battery life that they're able to offer. And so that is usually what they kind of lean on, right? It's not that they're first. First, although they will certainly sound like it when they announce it, it's it's more that this is something that you're going to find far more helpful potentially than you would in other devices. Right. Yes. It's the ability to actually create useful applications for these features that that I think has been sort of secret sauce. So even if they're not first, they make it useful. Uh, and that that that's a big deal. Um, yeah, I, I just like to chide Apple a little bit, just just to give them a little hard time. No, you, you they know? deserve it, right? You know. I, I, they, I think it's I think it's honestly a little funny that there's still this perception that Apple invented a lot of technology, and and look, they certainly popularized it. But you know, it's 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 an issue of. We, we can't sit here and act like Apple invents everything because they they take a lot of ideas from around the industry and remix them into a really smart package that honestly is what gets people to buy it, right? I mean, you can have all the greatest technology in the world, but if it's not easy to use, then people aren't going to buy it. And that's, that's part of where Apple's secret sauce lies. Definitely. And I know this is a software-heavy event uh, but are we expecting any kind of hardware like the the mac pro that they had teased uh, a while back in the uh, the spring event there's certainly hope that there will be uh you know apple gave itself its own deadline of about two years when it announced that it was going to change all the chips inside of its computers, right? So they had been using Intel chips uh, up until two years ago, and then they announced that the team that makes the iPhone chips, which are designed in-house, would start making chips for the computers as well. And over the last couple of years, they've rolled them out, right? We've heard about the M1 chips. They've gotten pretty good reviews. So now the Mac Pro is the last of the devices that has not had a, a brain transplant, if you will. And this should be when they do it, right? That would be up to that two-year plan. Uh, although, you know, it's just an arbitrary number Apple gave. So I would expect that they're going to announce it. And since Apple has already said 
uh, that they've kind of finished upgrading the M1 chip over the last couple of years. Uh, one would think that logic dictates that we will see an M2, uh, but <laughs> <Right>. you know, <laughs> you never know, right? I mean, Apple always likes to to, to play games about this type of stuff and uh, joke around that they don't like to be easily predictable, which of course is a joke in and of itself. Well. Beyond the you know the Mac Pro and and potentially things running on the M2 and I, I would agree with you like that I don't know if they'll necessarily talk about the M2 today or on Monday if there isn't necessarily hardware to to push along with it uh, that might be something we'll, we'll see in the fall. There have been constant rumors about AR glasses, um, you know, some back and forth of whether or not we'll actually see them. What are you expecting? Do you think we might get some sort of tease or hint or maybe some software that suggests these AR glasses are further along than we expect? Yeah, I'm I'm really going to be watching for any indications of that because uh, Apple's been pushing on AR for a long time, right? This idea of uh, overlaying computer images on the real world. And it's been pretty popular as a marketing thing, right? I mean, there have been some really interesting apps that have come out, particularly for being able to measure a room or Ikea very famously. You know, you could you could actually hold up your phone and see what the couch looks like in your room as if it's the right size. Uh, you know, the there was a really cool video on YouTube a long time ago of someone who created a uh, remake of the AHA video from the 80s that everyone loved and and it was it was doing AR it was really well done so that you know odds are that we're going to see more of this technology come out the thing that i think i'm watching for is when do we hit the point where they're no longer seeding the ground <laughs> and introducing technology but rather taking advantage of it because even though they have all of this AR stuff in there for the most part there's some developers who use it but it's not a ton of people. And while it's cool, right, there, there are some really nifty use cases out there. It has not become the key feature that it feels like it's going to have to be to make those glasses that eventually show up worthwhile. And so I think that's where I'm going to be watching is when do we start shifting from first gear where we've been for like a decade <laughs> into <laughs> second, third or whatever. Right. And then obviously when the glasses show up, that's when we really start moving. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, we're all we're all waiting and hoping to be surprised at WWDC. Ian, thank you for your time. You can check out his full preview story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, ping me on Twitter at Roger W. Chang. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For the Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.